Through the centuries, it's been a long, hard road for humanity, and it still is. And it seems to be getting worse sometimes, but it's not going to be that way forever. See, we are closer to the vision of Jesus because we have hitched ourselves to his yoke as a church. There's just not enough of us yet, I think. After 2,000 years, we are 2 billion strong as Christians. 1 billion Catholics, 1 billion in the Reformed churches. Pretty good, but we need more. Why? Because we're still divided as Christians. As bad as the world seems, there is still heroic love being shown. We just can't see it because no one reports it. All we see is the negative on the news. Now, if you've ever been anointed by me um, outside of Mass, you most likely have heard this gospel that was just proclaimed today. We always speak of the word of God in a sacrament. Jesus tells us, hitch up my yoke. It's a nice invitation. Of course, the yoke is that little piece of lumber between two oxes that prevents a lazy ox from sapping the strength of the stronger ox. They have to work together. They have to work equally. That's the beauty. That's what Jesus is telling us today. Hitch yourself up to me and I will do exactly what you do. It's a great invitation. What's that old saying? God helps those who help themselves. That's what Jesus is offering us today. I will give as much as you give. He wants a cooperative effort between him and ourselves. Do you remember last weekend when Israel got carried off into slavery? Jeremiah told the kings it was going to happen, and he almost lost his life for it. But Jeremiah was the one who remained free. All the other people went into captivity. And now in our today's reading, it's 75 years later, and now the prophet Zechariah comes in. The house of Jerusalem, it's in shambles. It's been overgrown in trees and weeds. No upkeep for 75 years. So the people are going to restore it. They want to restore the temple. Zechariah is the prophet. God calls in the rebuilding process. And our readings ask us to look at God in a different way than the world thought at that time, of course. Look at our readings. We hear it on Palm Sunday. Prophecy of Zechariah. God, or the Savior, will come riding on a foal of an ass. Not some white horse, which the world was used to. And that's exactly what happened. Anytime there was conquest, the king or whoever it was rode in on a white horse. That was not just fairy tales. That was the real thing. The world wanted a conquering hero, but not God. At the time, God wanted security for his people. There are so many symbols in our first reading here today. God promises to banish a few things. The chariot, the horse, the bow. He's going to banish that. Those are all symbols of war, of conquest, of oppression. God wants nothing to do with that. See, God gets a pretty bad rap in the Old Testament. All the wars and the killings, and it seems like God was for this. God is sick of that. God was absolutely sick of that. And that's why Jesus came. 
to restore order, to restore love. We still have trouble doing that sometimes. The people were looking with human eyes at the world, not God eyes. They expected Jesus to conquer Rome when he got there. The Savior got there. Jesus had a different idea. He proclaimed peace. And the people weren't having it. No, we want the white horse conqueror. The Savior notion really went away for sure when he hung upon a tree. But Jesus was not from this world. And things were going to change through his disciples, apostles. The prospect of living in peace with neighbors would be possible with the spreading of his message. Like I said, God is sick of war. He is sick of that. The prophecy ends with his dominion going from sea to sea to the ends of the earth. That has happened, unfortunately. We as humans don't want it sometimes. Humanity really had to examine itself. When brothers and sisters in faith went to war with each other, remember the First World War, the Second World War, France, Germany, England, the United States, it was bad. Both sides praying to God for victory over their brothers and sisters. How about our civil war? We were a Christian nation at that time. Probably had more Christians than we do today, at least percentage-wise. Generally, though, the leaders who started it were far from being Christian. But can you imagine the fighters in some cases? Bible-believing, Jesus Christ is my Savior. And we were at war. In fact, it was awful distressing to see our own nation in conflict with each other. It's not surprising, though, because 20 to 30% claim no God at all. But can you imagine the prayers that were being offered to God in those times? Lord, give us the victory here so we can squash our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what they were saying, even though they didn't say it that way. God's had to listen to some pretty nasty things, I think. We hear that God of the Old Testament being the vengeful God, but Jesus is a reflection of the Old Testament God. Sick of war, sick of conflict between our brothers and sisters. We were given our way, though, to fix things, and we must. We have to look at our human frailty, our humanness that desires such things. We hook our yoke to God. He will accomplish his will in that way only with cooperation, and that's what we have to be. Open, very open hearts, open minds to move forward. That's what we need. We need Jesus, and we need him now.